This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 26th, 2021. The lights of Christmas, light in the world. Merry Christmas. Today we, uh, we finish our Christmas series, The Lights of Christmas. This morning our focus is light in the world. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are honored and blessed that you are joining us today. It's a little bit different. We're talking to you in your homes. We hope that you had a wonderful day yesterday and a Christmas Eve. And now we would just ask that you would kind of remove any distractions and settle in so that we can honor and bless the Lord with our attention and focus on our message today called Light in the World. Let's pray together. Almighty God, thank you so much for this morning. As we gather literally one church, many, many locations, thank you for coming into the world to pierce the darkness, to bring life and light. And it's in you that we gather, and we pray all of this in the name of the Father, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody gathered right where you are, say amen. 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 So, way back, first Sunday of, of December, we talked about darkness and light, and, and our focus that day was on light of hope. And I mentioned how when I was with Prudential, especially in the wintertime, almost all my appointments were in the dark and how absolutely challenging that could be sometimes. But then I would see a light in the distance, uh, and that made all the difference. You know, it didn't matter if it was just a, a, a spark, a flicker, a, a glitter, a glimmer, a, a flame, it, it, just a little tiny light, something to give me hope, hope that I'd find the house where I was supposed to go to. Anyway, we uh, then went on to explore the true light of hope, and the only real light of hope is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only hope in the world. And so we started out with the light of hope, and then we moved on in the following weeks to say that Jesus is the light of peace, Jesus is the light of joy, and then on Christmas Eve, that Jesus is the light of the world, the light of the world. And so this morning, uh, we focus more on John, the fourth book of the Bible, the fourth book in the New Testament of the Bible, and we're told what Jesus, what Jesus shared with his followers when he said this. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So when, when we're stumbling around in the darkness of this world, the darkness of sin, the darkness of bad choices, the, the darkness of, well, well, everything that is contrary to God, it is Jesus who gives us direction, who, who gives us that glimmer of hope, peace, joy, uh, who gives us the light of salvation, the light of salvation, offering his very life in exchange for our lives. Yeah, uh, 
offering us the light of eternity with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he offers this light in the darkness, not just to you and me, but he offers it to all humanity. He offers it to everyone, everyone. He is the light of the world, the light of the world. In the book of Matthew, which is the first book in the New Testament, it shares the life and ministry of Jesus. Jesus shifts the focus of himself being the light to us being the light. He shifts the focus from himself to us. In chapter 5 of the book of Matthew, Jesus offers two metaphors telling us that we are the salt of the earth and that we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Now let's think about this. Salt brings flavor. Yes, it does, although we have to be careful with salt, but it does bring flavor. And light shines in the darkness. Light shines in the darkness, allowing others to see the good works, giving glory to God. God. So I love the way, we love the way that Eugene Peterson puts this. Uh, he paraphrases it in the scripture called The Message, sharing God's purpose for us. Check this out. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your use usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Wow, that's pretty rough. He continues to write this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in mm. heaven. Mm. So why are we here? Simple, to be salt and light. Salt and light. First salt for me, chips and pretzels without salt, french fries without salt. Well, you can keep them. Now, I know sometimes we have to have a salt-free diet for, you know, health reasons. I understand that. But salt gives flavor. It's, it's probably the most basic seasoning in the world, bringing flavor to everything it touches. You know, you can get salt in ice cream, caramel, uh, salted caramel chocolate ice cream. Hello. Oh boy. Good stuff. Jesus calls us, you and me, to be the salt in the world, to bring out the flavor of God to others. I love how Peterson said, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Yeah. Yeah. And then, now here's the, the point of everything we're saying. Jesus tells us that we are to be the light, the light, the light of the world, the light in the world. That is the way it's translated in the New International Version of the Bible and most other versions. Jesus, who said he is the light of the world, 
shifts it to say that we are the light of the world. We, like how Peterson puts it in his version, he says, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors of the world. God colors of the world. It's not about us. We're here to shine the light, not on ourselves, but to show, to reveal God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. That's our purpose on earth, to glorify God in all that we do, in all that we say. Bringing out the God colors. Not just two-tone, white and black, but all colors, red and blue and green and purple and tan and chartreuse and, well, all the boxes that we find <laughs> in the Crayola box. That's what it's all about. God in all of his glory colors. Wow. We're called to enlighten the world about God in all of his colorful glory. And we're not here to keep this, this God thing to ourselves. No, it's time to go public with it, as Peterson shares. We're called to shine, to let everyone know that we know about God's glory, about Jesus' saving grace, about the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't be selfish. We're here to be generous with all that God has given us, especially our very lives. We're to open up to others so that they might possibly open up to God. God is generous. We're to be generous, you and me. On the night that Jesus was born, shepherds were in the fields tending their flocks by night, and angels appeared. They were terrified. We're told that the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And then listen to what we read in Luke chapter 2. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Mm. Wow, the glory of the Lord the great light shone around them, right? So they, it's fantastic, almost uh, this luminescence that we can't even understand. And then they visited Jesus, the light of the world, and then they became the light in the world as they shared what they had seen, what they'd been told about this child. And those who heard what they shared, it says in Scripture that they were amazed those who heard what the shepherds said were amazed. <clears throat> well, no wonder. These were shepherds, lowly, run-of-the-mill, not able to go to temple because they worked with animals and therefore were ceremonially unclean Ooh. shepherds. That's a mouthful. These shepherds weren't priests. They weren't religious scholars. They weren't um, high-ranking officials. They weren't movers and shakers in the community. They were shepherds. They were shepherds. In fact, if anything, they were the antithesis, the very opposite of those notable people, ranking at the bottom or near the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder of that day. Common, everyday, rank-and-file laborers. But thanks to Jesus, 
to hearing who he was and what he would do, they were transformed into light bearers, light bearers, sharing the good news of Jesus with anyone who would listen, anyone who would listen. These uneducated, unclean, unsophisticated, unliked, unappreciated um, uh, herders of sheep were the first messengers, the first to be light in the world, the first to share the good news of Jesus with those outside the stable, outside the family. No wonder all the people who heard them were amazed. Isn't it just absolutely awesome the way God works? Isn't it absolutely awesome the way God chose these shepherds to share the good news? Now, on the other side, here we have the shepherds, but on the way other side, we have the magi. The magi were learned. They were scholars. They were men of science. They were men of position. And while the shepherds were Jews, the magi were not. They were completely outside of the Jewish faith. And, and yet, there they were, having traveled hundreds of miles, worshiping this child, worshiping Jesus the Christ, the King of the Jews. They let the star guide them. Now, we don't have a lot of details about all that, like how they heard it was a star or that, but we know that they went, and they went bearing gifts, important gifts, symbolic gifts, prophetic gifts, gifts like gold. Gold, the gift fit for a king. Gifts like frankincense. Frankincense was an incense used for priestly duties. And then gifts like myrrh. Myrrh is a resin that one of its uses was to anoint dead bodies. And it is myrrh that after Jesus was crucified, and buried. It was myrrh that was used to anoint Jesus's body. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Incredible gifts brought by kings to the king of the world. Mm. And so these magi, these wise men, although outside the faith, were quite faithful and honoring and worshipful when it came to Jesus, even as a child. Uh, they knew he was special. And even though we're not told so in the Scripture, it's very likely they, they would share what they had seen and heard when it came to Jesus, the Messiah, this King of the Jews. It's very likely that they too were light bearers in their part of the world, bringing God colors, Jesus colors, to those very far removed from where the Messiah had been born, where he ministered, and where ultimately he was crucified. So again, think about this. God chose lowly shepherds. God chose magi who were outside of the faith. God didn't choose the religious leaders to share the good news. He chose people that were maybe like us in an awful lot of ways. You see, we are here to be the light. We are here to share the light. We are not the source of the light. God is the source of the light, but we are here to allow God to shine through 
us. Like the moon reflects the sun, S-U-N, we are here to reflect the sun, S-O-N. The son of the most high God. Share the good news of how we're forgiven and free. When people see us, they should see Jesus. That's how it goes. That's what it means to be a light bearer in what we do, in what we say. We're to be a reflection of his love. Not easy sometimes, but that's what we're called to do. And so... We are here to share that unconditional love, to encourage, to build up, not discourage, to lift up, not tear down, to condone, not condemn. Mm. You know, one of the best, uh, best known verses of Scripture, especially in the New Testament, is John 3.16. You, you may be familiar with it. And we're called to be reflections of this verse to share this verse with others by the way we treat them, by the way we live our lives. Here it is, John 3.16, New International Version. You can say it with me, okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, here's the thing, though. It's important for us to not stop with that period at the end of verse 16, but to continue on with verse 17, as we light the world reflecting Jesus' love. John 3, 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So often we focus on verse 16 and we don't include verse 17. It is so important. We are saved through Jesus. We don't do the saving. Our job is to point people to the Savior, for them to see the Savior and realize that salvation is through Him. Mm. Another way of thinking of this is, is something we've shared before, but it's worth repeating. You know those little uh, things you put in your window and the sun shines through and you see the different colors or the picture that it makes? That We call them sun catchers, okay, as the sun shines through. So, S-U-N, sun catchers, but we're also to be sun catchers, S-O-N, allowing the light of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, to shine through us so that the world can, can realize the God colors, uh, the Jesus colors in the world. Yeah, when the light of Christ shines through us, then those who see it should be able to see Christ's unconditional love. They should be able to see His righteousness. Righteousness is, is, is doing right by God, doing what God would call us to do. They should be able to see truth and justice and mercy and forgiveness and fairness and faithfulness. They should be able to see us daring and caring uh, for one another. They should be able to see compassion and commitment. All right, so you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, Light in the world, so what? Well, here's the so what. This is what it means to us. This is what it might look like in the everyday. It might look like not participating in gossip at work. It might look like sticking up for someone who's being bullied or made fun of at school. It might look like speaking out for social justice 
when we see people not being treated right. It might look like when we have a sense that people aren't being treated well or they're being treated differently because of the color of their skin, the language they speak, or the lifestyle they choose, letting people know that Jesus has made a difference in your life and that Jesus came to save all of us, to point us in his direction, to have us align our lives with Jesus's, living a life of righteousness, right living. It might look like lending a hand to someone who might need some help or perhaps a shoulder to cry on, perhaps a text of encouragement. It looks a whole lot of different ways being the light in the world, sharing Jesus with all who we meet. This world is tough. There doesn't seem to be a lot of peace if we really look around, but we've been exploring how indeed we can have hope and joy and peace and now share the light with those in this world that desperately needs a savior. Mm. So the question of the day is, does your life reflect the light of Jesus Christ? When people see you, do they see a reflection of the anointed one, the, the one born in the stable 2,000 years ago, the, the one who hung on a cross to save us from our sins? Are you bringing out the God colors, the, the Jesus colors in the world? Are you shining? Yeah. Are you shining? If so, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Keep up the good work. And if not, I guess the question is, what's it going to take? What's it going to take to be a reflection of the good news of Jesus Christ? Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. And most holy God, we, we come to you and... Uh, we know Jesus is the light of the world, but he calls us to be the light in the world. Please help us to be that, to, that we can allow the sun, S-O-N, to shine through us. In effect, that we might give our lives away because it's not about us, but it's about you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let us uh, uh, be that reflection. Let us light up like the moon lights up the uh, like the very lights in a city that uh, when you're far away, you can even see them shining, even on the darkest night, even in the darkest night. Let our light, let your light shine through us, Lord, that we might be a reflection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus, and we ask that you would just give us the, the help, the courage, the strength to be a reflection of you in all that we do. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray. Everyone who gathered this morning said, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.